This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. People are strange. strange. Something strange. Is that strange? That is strange. Strange. That is strange. Wow, that is strange. This is strange. Strange. Flex, welcome to Strange Sauna, brother. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, it's about time. This is a long time coming. And uh, for is. those out there who don't know who you are, who is Flex? Who is Flex? Well, uh, in the uh, the world of the internets, I am uh, J Marks is my real name, J John Marks, but Flex is my stage name. I'm a certified strength and conditioning coach yeah. uh, with 30, 30 years of experience, probably uh, close to 30,000 hours of practical hands-on knowledge, and uh, I train people online. I got a program online where I uh, train people, uh, men and women, but mainly men. That's my niche. And I've been following you guys now since March of 2020. Uh, I know, feel like I know Greg very well. Greg yeah. knows me very well. Hell yeah! Well, yeah. So, and so we, we just love to uh, talk for sure. For uh, for all uh, disclosure purposes. So, Strange Sauna used to be a Patreon only show. I recently decided to break it away from that and just have it as a standalone show and just just, just put it out into the public, right? And then we're just gonna have fun with it, bro. That's what this is yeah. all about. This this is the good shit. Hell this yeah! But yeah, anyway, so Flex, I would swear. Hey, it's, it's all good, dude. Two minutes. <laughs> it's, it's all good. So I've wanted to have you on for a long time, and I know there's several topics that we wanted to dive into. But the first yeah. thing that you were kind of thinking about talking about is like the food, food pyramid. Yes. <laughs> or that yes. lack thereof, or there, the there, lack thereof. I thought I would start off with something that uh, uh, I talk about on a regular basis with the people that I coach. And a few times when I've talked privately with some of our Patreon and family members, they're always like, I, I, they leave so depressed after I talk to them because yeah. it is an eye opener. We've got some things here we can go through definitely, but it is an eye opener. It's a psyop that's on us guys with our food. You know, if, if we believe in psyops, you know, this is one of them. And a huge one has always been the food industry, um, the cosmetic industry, the health industry. But we're going to talk about, uh, and I sent you, Greg, a oh, yeah. thing of the, of the, so I thought we would start with that first. And this the, is the uh, uh, RFK pyramid. Jr. Yeah. Or, or the food pyramid. The food pyramid. I sent you just before we started. All right. This um, little booger. Yeah, yeah and this to... is what got us in trouble, folks, from the very beginning, is the amount of servings um, that are in here with the grains and pasta, um, and, you know, especially how grains and pasta are made nowadays, where everything is so processed, yeah, so processed that they have to put chemicals in there um, to... Well... <laughs> It's so, it. it's so half-assed backwards, bro. I mean, like, just it looking is, at this, is. this is fucking ridiculous. I would never it eat is. that much bread and pasta and just, like, Pop-Tarts and, like, they have, like, cinnamon buns and shit in here. 
like, it is it is ridiculous and the the fact of the matter is is even if this type of flower was clean like it used to be back in the day yeah um it'd still be a lot a lot of servings <laughs> it really should be the fruits and vegetables then you've got your meat then you got your dairies then your bread and then these oils and we'll talk about the oils as well i get you which is, uh, is huge yeah all right yeah so, so this, yeah, is, this is this has been a lot backwards pretty much like my whole life your whole life why do you think that they're doing this just to make people sick yes that's straight up you make, make a fat they, you they make money if you're sick they don't make money when you're dead and they don't make money when you're healthy and um if we have to call eating food clean food dense nutritious food a diet that's pretty sad. I say that all the time with the people I train, mm -hmm. that I'm going on a diet. No, I want to eat clean like I should. It should be called a diet. It's called a diet because the foods around us are just so bad. Right. You know, I thought um, it was because it's going to make you die. Right. But probably <clears throat> it does kill you down the road. Probably, you know, um, well, I, I don't have any yeah. clients of mine on diets. I hate that word. We just eat uh proper portions we understand what works what doesn't work which we'll talk about today yeah screw that man well so when i kind of realized things were um just half-assed backwards so for a while there you know when you had this snack wells cookies come out and they claimed to be fat free they had this big fat free craze but everything was jam-packed with sugar right and yep. then uh, i mean this came out this was uh mpr in 2016, 50 yes. years ago, sugar industry quietly paid scientists to point to fat as like they're blaming fat as the cause yes. for people to get fat, right? Not sugar. And no, and they're always on the same team. So remember when we had the mad cow, that was probably the chicken people trying to do something to the poultry people, uh, the meat people and vice versa. But they, everyone works hand in hand here. Everyone works hand in hand. So, you know, um, fat was the enemy. Then it was uh, carbs. Uh, the next one that we can actually talk about, which is you've been lied to about cholesterol. Cholesterol mm. is is a, a is a massive one, so we'll start with that one. And yeah, cholesterol, honest to God, guys and girls, you need it for hormones. You need yeah. it for hormones. And all the things that we've been talking about recently, um, um, just about how bad the foods are affect the hormones. And that's where we started having imbalances, you know, so cholesterol, you know, that's what they're saying. We don't need to eat. Yeah. We don't need to eat foods, uh, high in cholesterol and this, this, and that. Um, yeah, you do like literally cholesterol is important precursor for vitamin D synthesis. So yeah. vitamin D is actually a hormone. It's actually a hormone. And, um, that's why tying in with vitamin D, if you can get out first thing in the morning, sit outside, no sunglasses. I know I love to wear my sunglasses and, you know, when I'm walking and just get 15, 20 minutes of vitamin D in you. Yeah. What about the anal know? bleaching? Is that a good uh, vitamin D? I don't D? know about that. I haven't tried that yet. Okay. Um, That's more vitamin A, vitamin anus. <laughs> more okay. vitamin A. All right. But just things like lying to us about cholesterol. Like, it's just like, don't eat meat, uh, plant-based foods. Well, you know, when you buy meat, it should just say meat, whatever the meat is, chicken, right? you know? It should just say steak. It should say salmon. Yeah, and that's it that's also have. what I have heard. Uh, just the less ingredients on the label, the better. Yes, 
Yes. And if you could pronounce the ingredients, you know, um, oh and a lot of the times we have, you know, if you can't pronounce it, why are you putting it in the body? Yeah. And those extra ingredients that are put in are there to give it a longer shelf life, mm -hmm. um, you know, for sure. Well, not only um, that, but just the food coloring and the uh, pleasing to the eyeball for marketing yes. purposes is such like a freaking like, how old are we that we need something to look delicious in order for us to eat it? Right? Yes. And that's a good point, because when you're in the grocery store, all the bright, vibrant, sugary foods that kids eat are at what level? The kids level. Oh, yeah. They're, they're not up top here. They're right down below where the kitties can see. Greg, Greg, daddy, daddy, buy yeah. me some whatever. So this is all this is part of the psyop, guys. It's all just to really have us always on um, supplements, mm -hmm. which don't work. There are ones that do work, but if you thought, think about back in the day, Greg, um, I mean, I'm 47, so I'm older. So like in the eighties and nineties, it was just multivitamins and this, it, there wasn't all these supplements because now we have to put it in our diet because we don't get it from our food. Exactly. You know, and then they're not at clinical doses. So it ends up being just crappy crap. Well, and then, um, going back to this vitamin D, you know, it's, it's, it's important for cholesterol and whatnot, but or I mean, cholesterol is important for vitamin D, vice versa, I should say. Uh, the statins that they put people on, right? Like the hormones uh, controlling statins that is it's like, hey, your cholesterol is way too high. We got to get this pharmaceutical drug inside your body. So that way yes. you become a, a you know, a, a paid customer. That's but that's what that is what it's funny you said that because I was talking about that the other day. That's what they are. That's what we are. If you have to do that, but that's what people are. They're paid customers to an industry that was basically taken over by the Rockefellers. They took over the medical industry in the early 1900s. They took over um, education. And when you speak to people, even the ones that are daft, dumb and blind off to the left, they know the name Rockefeller doesn't sit well with them. Same with like uh, uh, Bill Gates or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they still don't understand that those are the people that have controlled all this. You know, and if you can control what we learn, you can control what we eat. You can control what we have to take because of stuff we've eaten. Yeah, it's dude. Win-win for them. Well, win -win. yeah, that's that's why it's like you see Bill Gates gobbling up all this farmland in the United States, and you're like, what the hell is he trying to do? You know, it's like he's he's this computer programmer. He got into vaccines, and now he's getting into the farming industry. Is like, yeah. hello. Got, he's, he's got his dirty paws and everything, you know. Exactly. Moves, he really he's does. A cow, you know, um, he really does. And again, if we're being told that, because remember, we're being told he's buying all this land. Maybe he's not and they're just doing it to scare us or whatever. But mm. if if you give that much power, this is, you can see this is where I go with Greg sometimes. Is I think completely opposite of what we've been told. Yeah, bro. You know, but if he is buying all that land, it's basically to produce uh, and control um foods for the food the food industry totally, yeah totally, i'm thinking totally. i'm thinking gmo whatever right he's yeah. big into the gmo stuff like even the fake breast milk he was part of that like the plant-based breast milk or whatever the hell it was and that's when we look at how there's been an increase in cancers cancers up 30 percent soon as sun skin cancer soon as sunscreen came out mm, right mm -hmm. ovarian cancer up 60 percent since the pill came out you know, the birth control pill, um, 
yeah, I mean, we have to realize this is chemistry, guys. You can't fuck around with chemistry. And everyone's body's different. You know, everyone's body's different. So, yeah. you know, you're putting makeup on your face. Um, uh, and you look at the ingredients on that. It's poisons. You know, you're putting Roundup on your face. Yeah, some- bro. Yeah, man. And people are like, what are you talking about? I don't have toothpaste that has fluoride in it. None of my soap has any uh, anything in it. It's all natural. Um, I don't have any water and plastic, even my water jug that filters the water and it's plastic. Yeah. I filter it right into a glass jar, you know, or a glass bottle. Look at all the, uh, the, uh, Hollywood people. They always have glass water in their fridge because they know don't put shit forever plastics. (laughs) Right. right? And then the metal straws instead of the plastic straws and all that shit. Yes. Yes. Yeah, That's no, the, uh, the sunscreen is a big one, dude. I remember this. This was back in, I mean, just a couple of years ago. You had CNN sunscreen recall, what the yep. finding of cancer-causing chemicals means for you, and like banana boat, Neutrogena. Banana you had, boat was huge, yeah. Right, the benzene-causing uh, skin cancer. Yeah, and, and, and we know... They know this and they put it out there. Again, we know they have to put stuff out there sometimes to clean their karma. If you want to think conspiracy wise, you know, we got to tell you what's going on and stuff like that. Uh, and sometimes they're just forced to put out there that they've been a lawsuit like Johnson and Johnson baby powder giving women mm-hmm. cancer. Um, yep. You know, it may have not started off that, that way, but I feel everything in our society has been hijacked. Any organization, some now are just built purposely to destroy us. But I don't think, you know, some of these companies back then were built to hijack us and stuff like that. But like, sure, if you go, you know, I'll go right here and just talk about like seed oils. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a huge one. This, if there's anything people need to get out of this uh, podcast today is if you can clean up the type of oils you cook and eat with, you could really, really change a lot of stuff. And it's tough because when you go out to order food uh, uh, out for dinner, you know, you got grapeseed oil that's horrendous. Uh, sunflower, sapphire. Um, so why is that? Is it because this omega-6 content? Yeah, so omega-6 and omega-9 are very inflammatory to the body. Very inflammatory. And when I have a little bit of 6 and 9, so if I order even like salmon mm-hmm. from a healthy restaurant down the street i feel it the next day because i'm actually always eating extra virgin olive oil or avocado avocado oil is the best oil to cook with it can be cooked at a very high temperature and those carcinogenics when you start to get to the high temperature but all so the, the oils that everything is to cook in guys oh yeah sorry all the <laughs> oils that are, that things are cooked in and look at a protein bar you'll see let's say vegetable oil and yeah all that oils they're all processes from the sludge. So when they're making some of the oil, you know, some of that process, excess processed is how they make the seed oil. So they're taking the byproduct of all the shit mm-hmm. and let's make more money on it. So guys, for sure, avocado oil, extra virgin oil, um, they're, they're high in omega-3. Omega-3 is very important. That's why you see a vitamin D and omega-3 tied together uh, with a lot of supplements. Because all the other oils um, are six and nine, and six and nine are tremendously uh, inflammatory to our bodies. And those oils are like in everything, like seed oils, vegetable oils. They're in like chips. They're in freaking everything. I mean, tortilla, something, something, something. 
right? Yeah, it's so hard. I know you guys, you know, everyone's going to be like, oh, Flex just ruined it for me. I can't have this or that. Everything in moderation. But when you really take it out of your diet, like I have uh, very recently for the last bit, um, and I add it in just because I order in something healthy, mm-hmm. like immediately, immediately I feel my joints. I feel everything. Um, you know, and it's just kind of like, you know, um, like there's a video of it right here. If you want to show them yes. where they're making the sludge. Yeah. I so accidentally it's a reminder how there. seed oils are made. So if you click over one more, Greg. So the next step right. is, is to cool the oil to five degrees Celsius. This thickens those waxes so they can be filtered out. The waxes don't go to waste either. Ew. The factory uses them to produce vegetable shortening. Gross. Sickening. Sickening. So the next step. Okay, that was disgusting. If there's one video <laughs> to see, other than that one there, men's seed oils, and like I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be serious here. Reason why we're having a trot of trouble right now, why guys aren't the same is our testosterone is just being it, it goes down naturally as we get older but seed oils soya product no soya milk i think greg if we can look at this next one because a lot of people talk about right here uh plant-based milk truth exposed oh. yeah, um hold on a that crap for guys kills you it turns into a soy boy you know, whatever we want to call them. Like you can just see it out there where you're like this one here. What the heck? Yeah. Um, so what about cashew milk? Is that bad for you too? Yes, because it has lectin in it. Mm. It has lectin in it. So what the, what the hell the, is lectin? <laughs> so I'm just going to go right here. Uh, actually there's another one. Keep, that's not the one that I wanted you to open up. Ah. You could open up the other one. Okay. Here, I'll try to look for it. There is it a says, lot of links. Oh, right here. I, I said, Greg, Greg's like, send me a few things. And like for the last hour, I'm just like, but go to the next uh, slide, Greg, and you can see here. So we can read natural flavors. Natural flavors uh, yep. are solvents, you know, other additives, you know, uh, 80% of the formulation, uh, sodium benzene, benzene uh, potassium sorbate, which is horrible. There's is sunflower, right? Right underneath derived from GMO sunflower. So remember, sunflower oil is bad for us. Anything from that, and it's processed. So look at the, when you look at here, the almond milk, you know, you look at filter watered almonds, calcium, but then sea salt, and then all of a sudden you're starting to get to lectin and this gallon gum, which is an additive. Again, they're adding in additives. So if you go to the next page, you know. Whoa, (laughs) Jesus. Great. Grass fed, and then there's one more after that, I think, Greg. Greg. Right here. Then you can see there's the difference. Look at the ingredients. <laughs> yeah. Raw yeah. milk just has raw milk. And then That's you it. have your almond breeze has like yes. 10 so different please, ingredients. Please, guys, screen grab that and look. Look. And those vitamins they put in, they're synthetic. They have to put in those vitamins just to get it. A glass of milk now has 12 grams of sugar in it. Yeah, bro. That's crazy. As I'm, as I'm about to have my. <laughs> cream soda hey you know what yeah that's that's raw cane sugar okay you're drinking yes, that yes and this is my treat guys so there guys no i've it. noticed that man like even having um whey protein like i used to be able to buy the cheap crap where it just had like the concentrate mixed with the isolate mixed with all this other milk derivative stuff now i have to get like the purified isolate stuff or my 
my freaking gut just bloats, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't want people to be scared of processed foods. Processed foods are not good for us. But um, there's also processed foods that are like, you know, whey protein isolates processed, right? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I don't want people to fear processed foods, but you really need to fear processed foods in the sense that if you, you know, like protein bars, you know, again, pick one up, look at the ingredients, you know, it should just be a few things. And if you see it's made with canola or sapphire or sunflower oil, mm -hmm. rid of I don't use protein bars. I make, I make uh, my protein shakes with uh, just plain water and I add my own things to it. So I can control the amount that I want to put in it, you know, and For you've sure. got like, um, what I found was interesting is the biggest food companies, Heinz owns Weight Watchers, Unilever owns Slim Fast, and Nestle owns Jenny Craig. Mm -hmm. So you've got these companies that will fatten you up <laughs> and then send you, it would be me like, here, here, do my, do my program and let's put on 50 pounds. Yeah. And then I go, oh, by the way, come over here. And you don't know I own that business. And they're like, well, we'll take the 50 pounds off of you. So, right. And why yeah. not? I mean, that's such like the business Double model dip. there. You create Double the dip. problem with the Heinz and then you have the solution with the Weight Watchers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, and I just, that's another thing about our childhood. I remember everybody and their mom came out with a freaking weight loss book, a cookbook, exercise book. That's like the craze, right? But no one had the right answer, which was all about diet. No. And again, if we are from the very first beginning that we started with the food pyramid, we're taught from the very beginning uh, things um, that are literally upside down. Yeah. And maybe then they didn't know it was upside down. Um Dude, I don't know. Fifty well, years ago, saying, I mean, that's why I'm saying it like that. Because the know, sugar industry you know. did pay them off. They paid off the scientists yeah. to say, "Hey, uh, shove this under the rug. Let's blame it on fat." Okay. Yes. Like again, like aspartame, right? Aspartame. There was mm, a clinical yep. study going on, and these scientists saw that aspartame could make things sweeter. I'm just really cutting to the chase because I just read this. I just heard this yesterday or the day before, mm -hmm. and it was an ingredient to add sweet sweetness to just dry foods. And they got approved for it. And then they were going to wanting to get approved um, to go into liquid form, which is where it is now. And it was denied at first. And then guess how it got through? The CEO of this company that owned the patent to that was owned by uh, oh my, Dick Cheney. Oh. You know? Well, wait. So, so are you Dick talking about a liquid form of aspartame? Yes. Oh. Yes. It was always, it was started off in dry food. Yeah. And then they wanted to start adding it to actual um, liquids. And they were trying to get an FDA approval on it. And they were holding on approval. They got approved for something. And then the next level was like, no. But then you follow the money, right? Like mm -hmm. all these people that ended up being our secretary of uh, whatever he was, uh, defense, Dick, was he? Dick Cheney? Yeah. I think Dick Cheney was the VP, wasn't he? VP, yes. Thank you. VP. Um, so you always see their hands and everything. Honest to God, you see their hands and everything. But here, look at this, though, Flex. Okay, like we don't have to worry about this. Okay, because the World Health Organization says aspartame is fine. Okay, this was just five hours ago. So the World wow, Health Organization. Last week they said it wasn't. <laughs> I, I mean, it's tomato, tomato with these guys, you know? Yeah.
Yeah, <laughs> that's why I feel like we're being played on both sides. If you want to get to the nitty gritty, the real truth, <laughs> we're being played by both sides. Right? Yeah. Just, people, you know, I get made fun of. Uh, actually, you you said it the other day. I'm in three categories. I'm red pilled because I am awake to a lot of stuff. I'm black pilled because I go, bro. This is just a game that they're playing. Nothing's and I gonna believe happen. Every cons- and I believe every conspiracy theory was what you were saying on the Colin show, being like, for a guy who's black pilled, you love all your conspiracies because yeah, they're dude. all real. They're all well, real. So and, I'm in three different categories. And it makes the most sense that, I mean, because for me, the only color that they care about is green, and this it all comes down to money. And if they're making money, and they can make money off of your confusion, which is Hey, aspartame's bad for you. Wait a second. It's actually really good for you. It's it's not bad for you, but it's, it won't cause cancer. It will cause cancer. I mean, how many times have they gone back and forth just on like coffee, butter, even, even certain medications like the, the COVID Everything. jab, right? Mm-hmm. People yep. were saying, oh, it's, it's bad for you. No, it's good for you. It's bad for you. And it's like, wait, so what is it? And they know that yeah. the division and the confusion causes further division. And oh, that's yes. what they want, man. Because I think that there's so much information out there that they don't know how to control it. And so the only way that they control it, I've heard Tinfoil Hat talk about this, where it's they they confuse you because that's the only way they can control it. Because the information's out there for you to find, but they want to be so diluted and so muddy that you won't really know what the truth is. No, and we're there now. We are deep in there now. That's why I've changed. Like you, you, we had this talk. We had this talk a year ago. I would have been like, "Yeah, man, yeah, man." I trust Trump. This, 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 this. A year later, I doubt I'm even fifty-fifty. Like I'm kind of, uh, I'm going the other way, you know. Yeah. Um, and again, it does. It's that doesn't mean I'm not red-pilled. I'm awake to everything. But that's that's what's so hard is being awake to everything and seeing nothing happened and i know who's going to <laughs> i know who's going to type in a message there was something happening with my uh, friend yeah. Bangleson, you know? I, know, bro. Um, I know but it's 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 just it's it's my own discernment i use my discernment to wake up and now my discernment is waking me up again when i see uh we're in a lot of trouble here you know like we really are like we have to really and when i say we i mean the ones that are woken up you're like, are we really prepared if that shit gets shit off, that's turned off tomorrow? Like, do we really have enough water and food? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have enough cash in hand? You know, did you buy enough gold blocks to go around and barter with people? Here's a gold block. Give me your cattle. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing, too, is I do want to get into the sound of freedom and some of the information that people are coming out with nowadays is, is specifically about, like, who funded the movie the ties to kind of deep state players, Carlos Slim. I don't know mm-hmm. if you want to get into that first, or do you want to continue on the the uh, food information? No, we're good here. I think I scared enough people and ruined their barbecues and their hey. Thanksgivings for the next bit. Dude, it happens, now we man. Get into the, now we get into the uh, the other PSYOP. <laughs> yeah. I, think this, I think this is a PSYOP, too. Well, and yeah. Even- first off, like, let's just let's start with this. The movie Sound of Freedom is about child trafficking. That is an important concept. It's important to shine light on that because it does happen. It happens a lot. The Biden administration is doing it at the south or the southern border right now. I think mm-hmm. previous administrations are also guilty of doing that. But mm-hmm. it's uh, it's who funded the movie and where will the money go for the profits? Like where where will the profit money for this movie go? Right. 
That's my concern. And, it's made, and, you know, it's made quite a lot of money. And listen, when I say PSYOP, I mean, some PSYOPs are good and they need to be. And I think we're in two of them. I think we're in two. I'm hoping we're in two. One that's waking us up and one that's not. I'm not sure where this sits with it. Um, Because immediately when Greg and I were just chatting earlier this week, messaging, we're sending each other stuff that uh, our Patreon and our family, our our close uh, followers are all sending stuff. Uh, And I have Sound of Freedom now. I just saw it on my TV, on my thing. So I haven't watched. I'm going to watch it today. But I've been waiting for this for years for this exposure. Yeah. This exposure. So I'm I'm totally for what the message of the movie is. Uh But when (laughs) you start to see... Who's connected to who? You know, Clinton Foundation, Bill Gates, yeah, WEF. You know, um, you know, man, yeah, those all get our hairs on our back standing up because we know that's the wrong crowd. Well, so you know? here, here's the clip that is going viral somewhat, and it has people going. Wait, so Carlos Slim funded this movie, so I do want to play this. This is a clip of Tim Ballard and Jim Caviezel. They are in an interview with Bob Evans. This is on Fox yes. News, okay? So I'm going to play this mm-hmm. real quick. All right, here we go. Power protection. Who's paying for this movie to come about? I think Jim's. Aren't you putting the bill? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, a great group of people have come together um, uh, to, to, to invest in this, in this production. Uh, uh, some of them, the, the, the Carlos Slim family is, is, is involved really? uh, from Mexico. JP, um, John Paul DeJoria. Oh, Fox is helped distributing it. Really? Yeah, Fox, Century Fox. And, and for the folks who don't know who uh, Carlos Slim is, uh, tell them who he is. He's, he's um, one of the wealthiest men on the, on, in, in the world. Um, he, telecommunications in mm-hmm. Mexico, Latin America. Right. His son Patrick is the kind of the real... Uh, the the point of contact for, for that he's very passionate about what about what we're doing and, and fighting trafficking, um, and then there's there's several other um, groups that are, have come in to, to invest in this in this picture and it's uh, it's the, the people that have invested in it are, are true believers in in what we're doing and they are um, they this is not just a movie it's a movement and they want to continue pushing that movement forward. Who is funding Operation Underground Railroad, though? We we know about the movie, but who's? Because I mean, you guys are only expanding in right. your in your operations. Yeah, uh, it's we're a nonprofit. We're a 501c3 nonprofit, and we um, our machine is fueled by by the kindness and the charity of of people who will help. Was just with DoTerra today. Yeah, DoTerra, for example. You- yeah. So, okay. There's that. So he admits that the Carlos Slim family, specifically the son, Patrick is kind of the big kind of coordinator that they're working with, but Carlos Slim has ties, bro, that are not good. Yeah, Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> all right. Um, like, so I have an article here. This is uh let yeah. me pull this up. This is from like a hundred million donation to the Clintons and Bill Gates, hundred million to each one. Those are two people we just talked about recently, what twenty minutes ago. Yeah, like, how bad that but the, is. So, the bad part about it though, it was he was helping the Clintons with their um, their charity over in Haiti, and Haiti, that has to do yes. straight with child trafficking. I mean, Laura yes. Silsby, the thirty-three children, all that stuff. Yeah. So yep. here, here is an article from the New Eastern Outlook. This is from twenty fifteen. 
And it like deep down in the article, it's talking about the Clintons. And um, I mean, the title of the article is Hillary. The New York Times will never let or never tell us this. Mm hmm. And oh, this is the one you sent me. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Right. They have Carlos. Uh, they have a whole section of, of him. Yeah. Right here. The world's richest there man. Right there. Right. And so yep. it's it's talking about the Clinton Foundation board and their mining and potion or motion picture mogul Frank G uh, Giestra. In 2007, Frank Giestra and Bill Clinton launched something called the Clinton Giestra Enterprise Partnership. Their mm -hmm. stated purpose was to create quote social and economic development programs in the world, uh, in parts of the world where poverty is widespread, including Colombia, Peru, Mexico, and Haiti. Now, the two men then brought in the third member, and this is Carlos Slim. And right. he's he's a big-time player over in Mexico. He's like, uh, Forbes estimated him to be the world's richest man, $81.6 billion, just passing Bill Gates. Wow. Uh, so Carlos Slim matched their initial $100 million fund. The three men apparently enjoyed working together. So in 2010, just after the Haiti earthquake, the Clinton uh, or with Clinton as special UN envoy to Haiti, they established another $20 million fund to finance small businesses in earthquake ravaged Haiti. So it's and kind we of all like know the ties with Haiti. That's this is, I mean, did he not know we were going to look this stuff up? Like well, that's a little, see, like, and that's why, the, that's the thing where it's lie like, and say he funded it, say, Oh, you know, it's a private funder. We want to keep them anonymous. Because that's what's really ruined the film now. Like it really, I shouldn't say ruined the film because it still has a great message. It's it's a catch-22 here, folks. It's kind of like it's got a great message. We've been all waiting for this exposure. Yep. But immediately I'm like, I'm yeah, you lost me, bro. Like, um, you know, you're you're connected with some really, you know, um shady people. Yeah, dude. I mean, just to kind of finish up on this Carlos Slim. Um, he's the executive committee of the board of trustees of the Rand Corporation, which is this Pentagon, con like yes. it's a, it's a think tank, right? Yes. And it's behind the U S CIA strategies of color revolutions. Okay. And what do we have going on here in the United States? Some would say it's a color revolution. Yeah. Some would say that that's they, what the and whole, they, and that's what they tried in Ukraine. So that was the whole, if that, Hillary got in, they would have done their color revolution in Ukraine. They did so, do it in 2015. That's well, how, they did. yeah, that's they how did. Zelensky got in. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But um, here's the, here's yeah. the biggest one though, bro. I mean, Carlos Slim overlaps with the Mexican drug cartel. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So according to uh, award-winning journalist, Daniel Hopsicker, Carlos Slim, uh, the philanth philanthropy partner of the Clinton Foundation, quote, has longstanding business ties with wealthy Mexican businessmen suspected of involvement in Mexico's so-called cartel of the Southeast, yes. the drug trafficking organization based in Cancun. And All I right. would change that. I don't even think it's drug trafficking. I think it's drug and child trafficking. Like they, the cartel does both. Right. They'll 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 do both. So it's very strange. That a film, uh, as important as this is, just has the wrong guy back in it. It's not like he's an executive producer once removed. You know, mm -hmm. he just he maybe they maybe they used 
something of his insurance or something to get the film done. And he's like the fifth person down the line in the credits when you see executive producers. Yeah. No, he funded this shit, man. Like that's pretty, that's pretty telling in my, in my opinion, you know, and then, you know, I feel, um, and, and, you know, you got Tim Ballard now who former CIA and we know what's going on with the CIA. You so know. is he former CIA? I didn't know. I couldn't like find anything verifying that. I saw something where he was definitely former ICE agent. Yeah, I I thought I read he was because the Underground Railroad uh, organization is a CIA CIA organization. So either they brought him in and made him an ordinary CIA, oh, but yeah, he, he hasn't is. been he hasn't been part of the that organization. And doesn't even bother to say it in his interviews, you know, in his interviews, he's not like, well, I'm no longer with the underground or the UG or whatever it's called. UG yeah, something. yeah, the underground um, operation, underground yeah. railroad operation. Yeah, so he's no longer running it anymore. And people are like, why haven't you said anything about that? I mean, it's just once your your hairs grow up a little bit, you start to question everything. Well, yeah, so that that was an article that kind of came out. Uh, just recently because, you know, this movie is out there. It's going gangbusters. It's making a lot of money. And it's based off of Tim Ballard's history, right? And we'll we'll get into that, too, because it sounds like yeah. the story that he tells in the movie might be fabricated. But he's ma they're making all this money. It's a big deal. And then he decides to quit and go off and and do something else, right? Yes. Yes. But it sounds like he's still going to be involved in this this kind of like trafficking um, agenda here. So mm -hmm. uh, let's see. So he leaves this underground operation. Underground weird. railroad. It's so weird. You know, it's kind of like, you know, something so good. And then you, the other half of it is just like, you know, you're, you're with the wrong people, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. So this is, this is saying, Oh God, I can't even freaking get it. He's saying that he's going to do something like with the Nazarene Fund, which is um, Jeff or uh, Glenn Beck's organization. Okay. Right. So that's why he stepped away from Operation Underground Railroad, because he's joining the Nazarene Fund yeah. or the Nazarene Project or whatever. And Glenn Beck actually helped fund the movie, too, and helped fund all this other stuff. Um, yeah, I, I would have kind of left out Carlos's name and just said, yeah, we got some good people like Glenn and vice versa. And again, he, listen, he has every right to leave an organization if he's moving on. It just gets you thinking like, you know, um, he doesn't even say it in, in, in his promos when he's talking, saying, you know, I'm doing, I did do this, but now I moved over here. This is another great cause. He doesn't really talk about it. He just, we, right. we, we kind of all assumed he was still with it. And maybe that's just looking too deep into it, but. Well, it, it makes yeah. me wonder, did he just take the money and run type of thing, you know? But well, there you go. reading these articles saying that he's going to continue the efforts with the child trafficking and kind of go his route, you know, and do the do. It, I just don't know what they're going to do with the money, right? Um, so the, the main concern here is that you have this anti-child trafficking movie, Sound of Freedom, but it was actually funded and written by child trafficking syndicates. And that's the biggest yeah. thing, right? That's just crazy. That's crazy. And then the question um, to ask is why, you know, so my thought on this and when I was listening to uh, a podcast, both podcasts said the same thing I was thinking. And I was like, yeah, that makes, that would make sense is if you were to use this, 
Now imagine now this movie is tied to the 17th letter, you know? Uh, oh, the all, Q stuff. The Q stuff, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking they're using this film to wake up the other side with trafficking, yes, but also at the same time, I think they're doing it so that anytime you think about child trafficking and politicians and movie stars, they're going to tie it to conspiracy. Yeah. So I think yep. I think they keep pushing that this movie is a QAnon or whatever conspiracy movie. Yeah. So if when stuff comes out, they know most people on the left aren't going to research this stuff. They're going to go, this is horrible. But it is, you know, so the QAnons are right or are trying to say that stars do this. I think they're preparing themselves if they are using it for that part of the psyop. Mm -hmm. To me, it's the only part that makes sense being like, why would you wake up the other side? But at the same time, um, you know, maybe they start push pushing a digital tracking system on kids. Parents start freaking out about how easy it is to take your kids and they don't want them to be on a, on a, on a milk carton, you know, uh, like back in the day. Yeah. And Ashton Kusher talked about it yeah. years ago. Years ago. Yeah. So they, there's always panic, right? So how do we follow your kids? Because if, if you can track your kids, so can they. Yeah. And that could stem from this. And that, again, most people say, that's not a bad thing. I want to know where my kids are. Yeah, but if you know, they know. You know. Well, I mean, it's let, let's you know? be real. Like kids have <laughs> cell phones nowadays; those things are tracked yeah. all the time. So it's like, it, you know, as far as like putting it in their body, that's one thing. That's freaking, you know, transhumanist stuff where you're mixing man and machine. But I mean, kids are already trackable now. Everybody's trackable with their cell phones. But what mm -hmm. doesn't make sense to me is that originally you had Disney. Disney was going to be the one that put this movie out, right? It was Disney Productions. And then they allowed Angel Productions to purchase the movie or to have all the production rights, right? So I heard that Disney shelved it. They bought the rights because they didn't even want to produce the film. Um, this is from what I just read. And the question I was asking uh, uh, to myself was, how did Angel Studios get the rights to the film if Disney had the rights and didn't want to do anything with it? So yeah. it's either it's either to be used as I was thinking, hey, let's put this film out and we'll tie it to QAnon so that when other stuff comes out, I know some of you guys will be like, you're crazy. And some of you guys will be like, well, you know, I'm just thinking outside the box here because mm -hmm. that's all we can do. Being like, it's such a great message, but it's not done by the right people. And what, how can each side use this in their psyop if there is a psyop on each side you know How uh, could, yeah you know? and that's the whole like <laughs> the whole q on thing there was like a post that said something like child trafficking will unite the world right because everybody yes. agrees that this is horrible like if you do something yes. to a child you deserve to pretty much die right yes so that's that's the goal but i don't know if like they just realize the end is near for them and you know it's time to kind of get rid of these operations go into a new it kind of goes into that um you know that nothing can stop what is coming they know that a new age is coming the age of aquarius type of new age talk you know yep. where they're all just they're in on this right you have the old guard and the new guard they're all part of the same guard but mm -hmm. they're just saying hey we're working on the same guard here the same team but your time is over. Here's how we're going to ease your transition out of that. And then we're going to take over for you. But your stuff needs to kind of expose. we got to expose some level of it. So that way people trust us again. They trust government 
again, right? Because like go trust in government's at all time low. Same oh. thing with media. Same thing with uh, Hollywood and all this shit. Yeah. But you have this. So check. And this. they always have to tell us what they always have to tell us what they're doing because that's part of their karma. So I always look at it saying, you know, they always have to tell us what they're doing. Every movie and TV that comes out, uh, you just posted something recently where it was like, yeah, this happened. And Netflix just came out with a movie about Jamie Foxx. His next movie is about being cloned. Oh. Everyone thinks no. Yeah. Okay. And every and, and he was on a boat recently, very, you know, quite the distance, couldn't really tell if it was him. And every comment was, that ain't him. And they're like, yes. And the next movie that's coming out on him, it's about him being cloned or something like that. So right? they always have to tell us. They always have to tell us. Yeah. So well, they're going to tell us shit's going to crash. Maybe the one side just can't stop it. Like the tentacles of the deep state are so wide. And when we think deep state, I'm thinking the entire world. Yeah. Like you got to clean out the DOJ, the FBI and CIA. So when Danielson, I'm calling him out right now, he goes, you know, all we have to do is clean that up. I said, bro, you got to clean that up in every country. Mm -hmm. And underneath that, there's layers and layers and layers and layers. Maybe the white hats, we still call them that, yeah. just know they can slow this down and try to wake people up so they can fend for themselves but we really can't do much because we haven't well, had anybody arrested yet for the kid stuff. Yeah. And, Give and us one. the way that I look at it is like, do you think they're just going to bend over? And it's not oh. like both sides have to agree and, and come to like an, like some sort of uh, compromise here in order for this thing to work. Because I don't think the good guys are just going to overtake the bad guys. Like, I feel like there is some sort of compromise going on here, yeah. even on the board, you know, the 17 number. They said something like not everybody can be arrested, right? Not all crimes can be exposed because uh, humanity would go into a whirlwind or some shit like that. And it's like, dude, no, like you can't just say that. Like if, if, if a crime is there, you got to expose it. Like the truth is the truth, right? The truth hurts. Yeah. yeah. Look at this. And, and, and it's very, very interesting that um, I think you know, part of it is right now, all these congressional hearings is to get things on the record and do this and do that. And I'm like, okay, but I don't want exposure anymore. We yeah. all want something big to happen. Give us one, give us one big person. And I think the easiest would be a child trafficking arrest. That's mm. easy versus someone in government with treason and all this, you know, you could, that's easy. That is easy. If you've got the footage already, we're like, oh my God, they just took down, you know, Tom Hanks or whoever, you know, who's still out doing movies. You know, yeah, March right? of 2020, I thought this bro was being arrested. You know? <laughs> well, so I saw <laughs> this. I saw this meme here. Uh, check this out. Um, so this was on Reddit earlier. The Sound of Freedom film. The original due date or release date was November 9th, 2022. But um, or actually it was released on November 9th. This is in Coronado. But then it was also released right. on July 4th in the United States, and that's 33 weeks apart, right? So yeah. it's, that's kind of nuts. Um, you had some ties with um, this guy. I think Tim Ballard was wearing... There it is right there. Tim, Tim Ballard, Ballard was wearing temp, Temple of... Yeah, I was just about to say that, on his tie, and he actually had a necklace, apparently, which I'm still trying to find the videos. Like the Freemasons. Of him being tied to the Templar, the Freemason, right? Yeah, and apparently he was... Um, in the Templar Times here, now let's just mm, open Templar up. Times. I'm gonna open. They have their own times, <laughs> right? It's like, wait, is this a trustworthy website? Yeah, right uh, here it says Timothy Ballard. 
was uh, anointed. He was a Knights Templar. Wow. Right? So the wow. pri priori, her priori of the mountain, the house of the Lord, held a covenant and investiture on the 20th of June, 2015. And the following knights and dames were invested. This is Timothy there Blaine is. Ballard. And then Paul Hutchinson. Um, I believe they talked about Paul Hutchinson. I don't know about he was funding the movie or anything like that, but. You so, know, and you have Jim Caviezel doing the one eye thing, but his thing is, you know, when he was younger, he didn't understand what it was. That's <laughs> it. That can, that's an easy mistake or that's just an easy cop out. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I personally don't think anyone should ever play Jesus in a film. For sure. You know? Right. That's like and he got hit by lightning twice and almost died of pneumonia on the, on the set. Uh, leave Jesus alone. Yeah. <laughs> leave dude. him alone. Um, so check this out. Um, this is like going back to that little thing that was on his tie, like the little, um, Masonic things that were on Tim Ballard's tie. Do you remember this back when Trump was running for president? These, um, wild or like these little pins that his no, team, that. yeah, his inside circle were wearing these triangle or triangular lapel pins and it's purple and gold, like Freemasonic type of, of stuff here. And they're all like seen wearing these pins. Here, Sean Spicer had one on. Oh. Uh, Stephen Miller. Interesting. Paul Manafort. Uh, it's kind of hard to see it with the the right. And I just, I again, I don't know what Trump's role is this in anymore. Like a year ago, I was like, yeah, man, Trump twenty twenty four. Now I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> all right. I don't know. Like, yeah, like, what the heck? Right? It's like this mysterious pin that everyone was wearing. It's like uh, upside down triangle has meanings in the occult, you know? And I know they, they use ties and flags and colors that they wear. Like, I've heard many times that uh, Melania would always wear a certain dress, certain colors, so they could communicate with people and stuff like that. Mm. You know, that was fun. That was fun a year and a half ago, maybe two now it's not fun anymore. Stop talking in code and do something. All right. <laughs> like uh, honest to God. So yeah, going back, you said that uh, Jim Caviezel was struck by lightning twice during the film. I think so. I think so. So I, uh, I hear you go, it, it, the film had so many issues. You got pneumonia. Yes. Check it out, dude. Like this is from Snopes. Okay. This is where I always go because I want to see what the, the mainstream is, is talking yeah. about. So this is saying, is the real list of Jim Caviezel's injuries from filming The Passion of the Christ, or is this the real list? Now, this says that um, they have not rated this yet. Why no rating on this article? This is a trending topic, but has not been rated yet for the reasons uh -huh. we'll outline below. But check this out, dude. During filming The Passion of the Christ, Jim Caviezel lost 45 pounds, was struck by lightning, yep. Accidentally scourged with a whip twice, leaving a 14-inch mm -hmm. scar. 14 is a big, uh, you know. Uh, Power number. Yeah, like uh, Osiris, right? 14 pieces yep. he got broken into. He had a shoulder dislocated, suffering from pneumonia and hyperthermia, from hanging mostly naked on a tree, or his, not, the, not the tree, but the uh, crucifix. The cross, yeah. Yeah, it, you know, and it's kind of like... Um, it's, it's like God was telling him not to do it, dude, right? Yeah, it's like, bro, like, you want to tell the story, it's Hollywood. Could they not taking you down every hour and just let you take a break? And they really threw you up there for eight hours, 12 right? hours? Uh, well, and, and think know? about, like, the church that was struck by lightning because the guy said something about, like, 
you know, blasphemy about Jesus or something. You had the George Floyd mural be struck by lightning, right? And it's just yeah. like, it, those are kind of signs from the above that something... Like, don't mess with this shit. Leave it alone. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, man. And I remember you saying a few weeks ago, you saw Jim in, a, in an interview, you guys were doing a pod, the other podcast, and you said, yeah, you didn't have a good feeling. You just thought it was kind of like... When he was asked about, you know, the uh, the adrena, yeah, adrenochrome, yeah, chrome. Uh, see, I'm always worried. <laughs> dude, I don't, I don't <laughs> I give a shit. I keep forgetting about it. Well, you know, so that's the like, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, For it's, sure, dude. He he comes off very surface level. He's being interviewed as like the expert. He researched this Tim Ballard role to kind of you know become Tim Ballard, right? That's what you know actors really do is they research the person, they research the story, they become that person, but. He's he's bringing out all of these accusations about adrenochrome. And when Steve Bannon, which I think he's into this new age, the Kali Yuga, the coming of the golden age, all that BS as well. Steve Bannon interviewed him and was saying, OK, so the, the trial trafficking, uh, tell me about the sex part. Tell me about it. He's just being very like brash about it. I'm like, bro, like calm it down here. Yeah. But then he's just like, okay, yeah. uh, tell me how what's the logistics of this? How do they get the adrenochrome? What do they what do they do with it? Uh, how do they get it? And. You know, Caviezel had no answer. He was just kind of like, uh, this is just, you know, I could tell you. you think he would, right? You'd think he would have his script already in his head being like, if they asked me this question, I'm ready to answer it versus sure. and now, hiding under the chair. Now with Tim Ballard, Tim Ballard did provide evidence. He's like, you know, a lot of these um, drinking children's blood and all this stuff, this happens in Africa with these rituals, like the voodoo rituals. And that is 100% true, dude. I mean, even the BBC was reporting on this shit, like, in 2010, right? So, these, uh, even uh, recently, you had albino children being sacrificed because they thought that it brings good luck. That was just, like, a, a year or two ago over in Africa, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, this this is, this is probably the... It makes them the most money, the child trafficking. Definitely makes them the most money, because with a gun, you you know, can only make so much on it, but especially with drugs, as soon as you consume the drugs, that's it. But you can pass around kids. And, you know, uh, I, I was just, I've been going down this rabbit hole about the kids on the milk cartons, mm. you know, that they were actually on the milk cartons as code for people to buy the kids, you know, and it doesn't put, ah. doesn't put it past me, past it anymore. You know, the whole Wayfair with the storage unit costing $14,000. I went on the Wayfair's website the night that happened. And I saw that these, we're being called really weird first names of children and yeah. it costs $15,000. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that the milk photos on the milk was right. like, Hey man, here's a kid for sale. They, they yeah. didn't have the internet back then. So how do they do it? Well, right? and the weirdest part about the Wayfair thing, I remember that one of the weirdest stories tied with that was the pillow. There was like mm. a, a down pillow that was already ungodly. Like it was like 15 grand Ugly. for a freaking pillow. 15,000 for uh, Ellen DeGenerate. <laughs> right. Uh, but then when, exactly. when you put it into your cart and you go to pay for it, the price jumped up to like 700 grand or something like that. Yeah. So I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I started, I went and I clicked the barcode on one of the things. And when you clicked on the barcode, it went and opened up Google Maps, but I couldn't zoom in. So okay. people were saying the barcode on those things were uh, coordinates to where you can find the kids. Mm -hmm. So when I clicked on it, I remember it opening up to Google Maps, 
And again, maybe it's one side that just messed around with stuff. The good guys messed around with it. So we'd all try it for that night and be like, this is what they're doing. But I found it very strange that if I clicked on it, Google Maps opened and I couldn't zoom in, but it was like, why are you sending me to Google Maps? This is a barcode. It shouldn't be coordinates. <laughs> right. You know, um, it's, you know, it's, I don't think people will ever be ready for about the stuff with kids and they just need to rip the bandaid off and do it. They Dude, need I, to, you know, I agree. Um, but I, I feel like they're doing it in a controlled, you know, manner. Right. And yeah. I, I like with the sound of uh, freedom, what I liked about that is making it personal because it was about two kids. Right. Because it's like, you know, if you put like 10,000 people die in a, in a, you know, some sort of wreck, you know, on the freeway, like it was a big gigantic bomb or something went off. Yeah. People are like, Oh, that sucks. But when you're like this little boy had his, you know, toenails ripped off and like yeah. his sister, he was like, you, it makes you appreciate the story and like yeah. the, the, you know, like the weight. Well, you of have it. to, you have to relate to the character. Humanizes you know? it. Yeah. You got, you got to humanize them and relate to a character. Um, which is one of the hardest things to do in a horror film because in a <laughs> yeah. horror film, you're like, huh, I tried. I got a character on there and I'm like, I hope they can relate to him. But, you know, you only have 90 minutes to do it. Well, we should you know, tell everybody. Yeah. Flex is a uh, horror movie producer, right? You have your little. Uh... Yeah. I own. Yeah. I have a film company. I had a film company with my friend. And in 2011, we started filming a little little horror film called The Lucky Ones Die First. Uh, it was supposed to be 20 minutes long. It's full length now. It's all shot. Um, I, I just have to start working on the audio. Uh, yeah, it's pretty messed up. I love Halloween, and this was sort of my... Slasher know, and gory film. film. Slasher film. Um, but yeah, definitely, like, yeah. Well, Man, so, crazy. I mean, because that's kind of where I wanted to end this is talking about the story of Tim Ballard and how it's fabricated, bro, because this is actually a really good dig by Red Pill America or Red Pilled America on Twitter. And I don't know anything about this. So this is all new to me. Well, I so haven't... this this is interesting because he says uh, or they I, I think this is a podcast. They um, them. Yeah, they them. She shim. Sound of Freedom claims to be based on a true story of Tim Ballard's life. He's reached near sainthood. Questioning him or the movie attracts a litany of nasty uh, accusations. But the truth matters, and Ballard appears to have a problem with the truth. Now, this first one is a 2020 interview. Okay, this first little video here. Ballard told the, quote, true story of the moment that he committed his life to saving child sex slaves. In a harrowing story of how he rescued a brother and a sister from the clutches of child sex trafficker. Uh, and so basically, this is the Sound of Freedom movie, okay? Right. So this is a, a long clip. It's like five minutes. But he breaks down the clips and stuff. So I want to see if we can kind of go through this article without playing the five-minute clip. Yeah. But if necessary, we can uh, we can go back to it. I'll act it out for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, bah, 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 bah. Um, <laughs> So here, here's the first one. So Ballard mentions the name of the child sex trafficker he busted. His name is Earl Buchanan. You can look it up. You can Google, learn all about the case. We did that. And when we compared the court case to his story, what we found was a shocking list of untruths. All right. Uh. So here, here's the first little clip here of Tim Ballard. So what, what had happened was we got intel. Uh, an American man had was kidnapping children in Mexico smuggling them into the United States and in San Bernardino, you can look this this case up. His name's Earl Buchanan. You can okay. look it up. You can Google, learn all about the case. 
All right. So that's him saying Earl Buchanan. Um, Ballard claimed that he got intel. Uh, an American man was kidnapping children in Mexico, smuggling them into the United States. But that's not true. So here's him saying that. Well, what had happened was we got intel. Uh, an American man had ki- was kidnapping children in Mexico, smuggling them into the United States. Well, what- okay. Now, going back into this, so now he actually has documents, and this is the part that I love, because a lot of claims don't have the the juice, you know what I mean? They don't have that yeah, steamy... They gotta be backed up by something. <laughs> yeah, you, got the, you gotta have the steamy McCreamy, okay? We're here That's on the it. Strange Sauna, come on That's now. It, Give me the steam, baby! That's it, show me the log, man. <laughs> right? So it's after crap. reviewing... Here, let me uh, zoom this in a little bit. After reviewing court documents, it's clear that Ballard's team did not receive intel... It was a border routine or a routine border stop where the officers uh, Polinar, Ruiz, and Pina got suspicious. Ballard wasn't even present yet. Oy, oy, oy. So in this sense, so you, th- you think they just made it a little bit more detailed and changed it for the movie, or do you think they just outright lied? Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- there is a lot of fabrication here. Yeah. Um, I I want to almost play his story. Because you, you almost kind of need that before you go into this because it's not hitting as much. You're not like hearing. It, uh, do you want to go into this five minute clip and watch this? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. So let's check our, this out. Our, this is what our this is what your fans wanted, yo, bro. All right. Well, here we go. So this is the yeah. five minute clip. He is talking about. Um, he's on the School of Greatness show, whatever that is. All right. Oh, wow. I've okay. heard of that. Well. Now you have little, here. Now a little full of yourself, school of greatness. Yeah. And so while you're listening to this, just try to picture this as being true. And it just, for, for me, even just watching this little clip, I'm like, this sounds exaggerated. This sounds like, uh, you're trying to sell a story here. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if his intentions, I'm not saying that the sound of freedom doesn't have good intentions, but yeah, it might be, uh, based on a lot. It might've just been Hollywoodized a little bit Yeah, or a lot. So here we go. When was the moment where you saw something that just said, this is my, I'm taking this on as a life mission, not just as a part of my job, but. It was the, it was the first time I saw a child that was from the videos when I was like, this is it. It's, I had to make a decision at that point. So what, what had happened was we got intel, uh, an American man had was kidnapping children in Mexico smuggling them into the United States and in San Bernardino, you can look this this case up, his name's Earl Buchanan. You can look it up, you can Google, learn all about the case. He had a compound up in San Bernardino where he was taking the kids and he was filming his sex no. acts with these kids. He was having sex with them yes, and filming and it. and filming it. And then what, selling it online or? Keeping it for himself, sharing oh with gosh. people. And so this guy's coming across the border and, and um, we're on the scene and we get the kid out, this five-year-old boy. And I, it was the moment that he five ran. Five-year-old boy. Five-year-old oh boy. Gosh. And I recognized him from the video. No way. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen one of the kids from the video. And I'm like, I didn't know, my, my, I had a physiological reaction. Like, I didn't know if I could handle this. And then the kid kind of inherently knew we were the good guys, right? So he runs to us and jumps in, our, in my no arms. No way. And he's like, hold it. he's holding me and he's shaking. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, does he speak English? Does he speak Spanish? I, maybe both, I don't know. So that's kind of weird right there. It's like the kid was kidnapped and you'll, you'll find out that he was kidnapped as a young infant. He was there like for five years being kidnapped by this person. Apparently that wasn't true. 
but mm-hmm. inherently they just knew that Tim Ballard's team was the good guys, quote unquote. Yeah. You're five years old, bro. You don't know that shit. Yeah. Right. It's so a little, uh, it, it's, it's a little flamboyant. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, uh, it's very exact, you know, and I get it. I get it. He wants sure. to sell, sell his movie. Right. So here we go. Continuing on. He spoke perfect English, which was haunting to me because the only reason he did was because he had been with this guy, as it turned out, since oh. he was a, he was taken as an infant. Oh, my gosh. And he said to me, like no five-year-old should ever have to say to anybody, anyone, he said, I don't belong here. And the pain was so severe for me because I could immediately multiply that statement by millions of kids. And that was it. And then that that led to raiding the, the compound, and we found 11 other kids. No. Yeah. How old range? About f- from 6 to 12. Wow. So that was my point of, like, I had to make a decision. I went home after that operation. So the first operation. That was the first time. I'd done a lot of cases Research, where we did, yeah. we did the um, receiving end. So we did, like, the search warrants and arrests of pedophiles who were receiving child rape videos. But, but this they didn't the f- have kids there. Right. This was the first time I saw one of the kids from the video. And it, like, changed my life. But the change was either going to be I'm quitting forever or I'm all in. Because I, there was, you can't, it's too much to go one or the other. You can't go middle ground on right, this, right? right? And I went home that night after two or three days, actually. I went home to my wife. She didn't really know what was going on. I walked in the house. And then I see my kids, right? Now, oh. And they're playing and having fun. And this kid was... We literally 12 miles away. I was. I lived 12 miles from the border. This kid. This was happening to this child, and the whole dichotomy of the whole. How can we be in the same community and hell here and, you know, almost paradise here for these children who have every. And I just. I lost my mind. Like I just. I couldn't handle it. I saw my children being hurt. I went to like oh, a man. mental. And I literally fell down. Like my le- my knees collapsed. I fell down. Okay. So he fell down. He was being so emotional. He's seeing things. He's seeing his children becoming the one that are being tortured and kidnapped and all this stuff. And he's having this mental breakdown. Right now, when he describes this next part where his wife comes up and tells him, like, you got to go find those kids and stuff. I heard him in another interview where he's like, and my wife came over and grabbed me by the collar and ripped, ripped me up and said, you go find those kids. So I'm just like. That got me a little suspicious, and now I'm hearing this story again. I'm going, ooh boy. It's yeah. All right. So sounds a little little malarkey. Yeah, we got about two minutes left here, right? All right. And my wife thought I was having a heart attack or something. She wow. runs over to me. She's like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And I'm like, "I'm out. I'm out, or I'm in. Like, I can't. This is so bad." And it, it was my wife again who said, "You know, she got me calm, and and she said, look, it's hard. I know the pain.'" You're clearly suffering something, but how does that compare to what that child oh suffered? Oh my gosh! And I was like, "No, you're right. That's it." Yeah, you're not like, experiencing. Yeah, I'm like, "How?" I felt guilty. Like, how stupid? I'm up on my knee. I jumped up, and I'm like, "I'm in. I'm in 100." percent But the thing that happened, and call this luck, providence, whatever, to, to me was special. Is the little boy had a necklace? That little boy, the five-year-old, and he, his sister had given him the necklace when they were separated by oh, Buchanan. Yeah. Okay, and it was a little dog tag. And, and he gave it to me. You know, he knew I, mm. I had to go find his sister now. Oh, no. Yeah, and we did. We got her. We got her out. Oh, my God. But he gave me the necklace. And and I tried to give it back. He said, no, it's yours. It's yours. This is when he was hugging me. And I'm like, okay. I put it in my pocket. Didn't think much of it. But later, one of my children found it and said, would you get this? I'm like, uh, 
how do I how do I tell this story to my kid? And I tell my kid what I can, and he says, "Isn't it cool that that little kid put your name in the necklace, Dad?" I said, "We talking about my name's not in the necklace." I'm like, yeah, yeah, your name's right here. And I sure enough, I flip it around. And that little necklace had a scripture from the Bible on it, from the book of First Timothy. Oh, my goodness. So that was like, to me, I was already feeling like, what am I going to do? Am I going to quit? Am I going to go full in? That necklace, it was, like, I, it, was like, it was like that little boy, whether he knew it or not, just gave me a commission. And, th- and that necklace, I wore that for every operation I did from that point on. And it was kind of like my symbol, like, I'm oh, in wow. now. So. so there it is. That, that necklace... Mm. With the phrase uh, from the Bible, the book of Timothy, uh, apparently that's what, what told him to, to go in, right? 100%. He said, it's so bad that I can't do this, but I got to go all in and I got to keep doing it, right? But if he's been working with traffic kids, why did this one time scare him? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, it almost well, sounds like maybe it was his first week of working and he hasn't been like, I'd be like, bro, like, I'm pretty sure you've handled this before. He said Why? it was the first time that he saw the, the physical kids. So he used to see a bunch of kids on, on the videos and then go yeah. arrest the pedophiles. But this is yeah. the first time that he actually went in and actually saw okay. a kid there. Right. Apparently. That he of, recognized from the video. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So the first thing that he gets busted on is, um, Claiming that this, uh, what is his name, Earl Buchanan, mm-hmm. was trafficking kids into America from Mexico. But I guess that wasn't true, right? Because after reviewing the court documents, it's clear that Ballard's team did not receive intel. Uh, it was a border stop. Okay? Ballard wasn't even present yet. Okay? Now, additionally, per the court docs, Buchanan did not kidnap the child from Mexico. Okay, officers called the child's grandmother, and she confirmed Buchanan's story. That he took the child to Mexicali to visit his family, and Buchanan was a close family member, or a friend of the family, right? Now, this is the court document here. Because remember, what what Ballard is claiming is that this guy had kidnapped this five-year-old kid as early as an infant and, and raised him there over in Mexico, right? But what this court case is saying is that Buchanan did not kidnap the kid. He went and took this kid down to uh, this close family friend, right? And so here it is. It says, after being referred to secondary, Buchanan informed the agents that he stayed in Mexicali with his friends. So Buchanan is the um, Earl Buchanan. He's the, the pedophile right here, right? Yeah. The child lived in Banning, California with his grandmother. And Buchanan is very close to the child's family. Buchanan provided the agent with the name and telephone number of the grandmother on the agent's request. The agent telephoned the grandmother, who identified herself as the guardian of the five-year-old child, Jose. The grandmother, Petra, confirmed that Buchanan already told the agents. Buchanan took the child to Mexicali to visit family. That Buchanan is a close family uh, friend of the family, and that he had known them for many years, he had known him for many years. So Buchanan knew the child for many years. Okay, that's a little messed up, <laughs> right? That's 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 pretty messed up. And if you think of all the stuff we've talked previously about uh, people backing this film and just all this stuff, I mean, that to me is a more of a red flag. That's more of a red flag than the actual who's backing the film. 
I understand in Hollywood, you got to make things a little more interesting, you know, like, you know, a horror film, you can't kill everybody in the first 10 minutes. You need to spread it out a little bit, right? Yep, Nobody's yep. going to watch. So, but the kid was never kidnapped. Oh man. So that's the and whole if thing. You can find, if you can find this online, that means anybody can, right? So yeah. or documents, right? So here it goes. Uh, uh, continuing on here, it says in his telling Ballard claimed to be, quote, on the scene and that he'd recognized the child from the video uh, that the child was being molested, right? So he went on, I've never seen one of the kids from the video. However, according to the court documents, this cannot be true. By Ballard's own sworn statement and that of the oh Customs and Border Protection, CBC or CBP officers, Ballard was not on the scene until approximately one hour after the CP, CBP officers had discovered a videotape in Buchanan's possession that showed a grown man molesting a child. Right? Uh, so this, but it says, uh, hold on, just, I'll, I'll finish this one. But even more importantly, Ballard claims to have recognized the child from the video of a child being molested. But according to court documents, as late as January 16th, 2007, over six months after the arrest, the identity of the boy in the video was still unconfirmed because his face was not visible. But the identity, is... this is from the document. The identity of the boy in the video has not yet been confirmed. Okay. Wow. Uh, let's see. The boy appeared to be sleeping, but his face was not visible. Okay. That's from the document. Bro didn't stretch the truth. <laughs> He rewrote it. <laughs> he rewrote it, right? <laughs> he didn't stretch the truth. He rewrote that. Ah, that just changes all up. We yep. get the fact that I'm actually on a document sworn in saying what I've witnessed. Man, this right. is crazy. Yeah, see, this I, didn't is... know this. I didn't know this. This is crazy. Yeah, I, Special Agent Timothy Ballard, to Claire as follows. He said, I received a telephone call from my supervisor, Special Agent Leticia Navarro, who advised me that Customs and Border Protection officers at the Calexico port of entry had found child pornography tapes in a vehicle driven by a man who was with a young boy. I was also informed there was a potential child victim. I recall this was the approximate time of the phone or the phone call because I sat down to have dinner with my family. When I got home, we ate or we eat dinner around five 30 every day, five 30 PM. Hmm. But that part where he just he never recognized the boy because the face wasn't visible, like that is just like despicable to me. Like you're telling this heart wrenching story, right? Yeah, and he's going so deep into it, and he's right. Like clutching, he's clutching his hands, and he's like uh, being he's dramatic. Actor. He's, he's acting, actor. huh? Yeah. Exactly. Um, Ballard claimed that the kid ran to him and jumped into his arms. However, this scene was not in the publicly available court documents. Keep in mind. Other officers had been with the boy for an hour and Buchanan had already been taken into custody by the time Ballard arrived. So it's like, why would this boy be so desperate and leap into Ballard's arm? Like just, you know what I mean? Because Ballard said that he was one of the first ones on the scene, like rescuing this boy. And the boy just inherently knew that he was the good guy and ran up and gave him a hug. They need a hero for their film, right? Yeah. You know, if they had written the film and not said it was based on a true story, I don't think the impact would be as great. So they have a story. This guy works obviously with trafficking kids, whether he's helping them or a part of it, mm -hmm. just throwing it out there. You never know. And they just had a Hollywood, Hollywoodize it, you know, just, I yeah. mean, really 
uh, like just make up shit being like, yeah, I was there when they, when the kid was taken, but I'll add the fact that I was there when the kid was taken, you know, like he still was there. He saw the kid. Well, know, the, or whatever. But here's the deal is the kid was never kidnapped. It was no. just reported. It was like, Hey, we got a, we got a guy with child porn at a border stop and he's with this child victim. Um, you might want to come here. And he, Ballard, Ballard wasn't even on the scene. He was at home eating dinner with his family. He goes, yeah, I'll be there in an hour. Right now, did this guy did this guy actually have child porn? He did. So he that's did. Okay. that's it, per the court document. He had child right. porn, but Ballard was not part of this team that apprehended him. Right. No. So going back to this, um, and this is where Ballard's story leaves all semblance of reality. Ballard next dramatically explained that the child knew English because quote he had been with this guy as it turned out since he was uh, he was taken as an infant unquote. This is inexplicably untrue. Jesus. By the time of this interview, Ballard must have known that the boy was from California, where he lived with his grandmother. The boy did not know English because Buchanan kidnapped him from Mexico as an infant. He knew it because he lived in California with his grandmother. Right here in the document. After, uh, after being referred to secondary, Buchanan informed the agents that he stayed in Mexicali with his friends. The child lived in Banning, California with his grandmother. And Buchanan is very close to the child's family. We already read this. But yeah, that's, that's crazy. Right? Wow. Like, did he not? I mean, this day and age, you know people are going to scrutinize stuff. So did he not know people are going to look this stuff up? Or like... You know, people will look that stuff, especially right now, the way people are trying to be red pill, black pill in between, mm-hmm. you know, people like us are going to look this stuff up. Like already within a week, you know, poor Lauren, Lauren went to go see Sound of Freedom and she was so upset. Don't tell me this. Don't say this. And it's just like, it's still a great message. But maybe, you know, we have to always just think that, you know, it's not all true. Yeah, and the fact yeah. that it was tied to somebody who's tied with the Clintons and Bill Gates. It's just like... Right? And it's like the bad guys are writing the script literally to this heart-wrenching yeah. film. And they're kind of like they're fishing the QAnon movement in yes. with this, right? Yes. The bait so and the way, stick and the carrot. When this shit does happen, they're going to think child trafficking and, and you know, like I, I personally starting to think, you know, that even the pizza gate was a, was a deep state psyop. You know, to put it well, put it out there. So put it out there. Yeah, I mean, make it look a little crazy because it is true. Yeah, well, they they just had that Instagram kind of uh, research, you know, and that was a a public research that's coming from a college. So trust it, whatever you want. But they did find that the the largest string of pedophile ring on Instagram, they used the the pizza code. So yes, that's some some semblance of kind of a connection there. Yes. Um. So how hard they pushed it. And sometimes when you really go and either you take what the right is doing and you push it so far that you just make people go think of Q or QAnon when it comes to child trafficking, which I guarantee you when it does, if it does come out with what what we're hoping it will, you're going to have a lot of people saying, I remember that movie, but that was talking about bad people like the cartel. No, those bad people are here. These bad people we have in office, these bad people, we wear their clothing. You know, <laughs> I guess you know what I mean. Yeah, I cover myself up, dude. It, it's, I mean, it is what it is. It's just like uh, it's discernment. You take it the information, is discernment. yeah, and 
you know, we're not here to, to convince you guys, you know, you take it, figure it out for yourself, your big boys and big girls. Yeah. And, you know, um, and the fact that it's in the media really hard, it's kind of like, why is the media just not just, just ignore it so that the media, which is controlled by the people we are all suspicious of yeah, are hard on this movie by saying well, it's, it's a cute in this. So yeah, what, what, what I don't get is why hasn't the media jumped on this? Right. Like, oh, exactly. clearly Tim Ballard fabricated the entire story of The Sound of Freedom. Why well, is there one one elite actor or actress who hasn't said, go see this movie? Why hasn't The Rock said it? Why hasn't Mark Mark Wahlberg, who's this Jesus-loving, I'll get up at four in the morning and pray type of guy? Yeah. Why well, have none of them talked about it? Right? It's true. It's always, it's always just the, guy, the, the girls or the guys that we know are hopefully on our side. Yeah. Um, just closing this out here, going back to this interview. Um, so Tim Ballard also claimed astonishingly, and then that led to raiding the compound and we found 11 other kids. However, according to the court document, that statement was also true. And then that, Here's his statement. That, that led to raiding the, the compound and we found 11 other kids. No. Yeah. How old range? About f from 6 to 12. Wow. All right. And then so in the court document here, <laughs> there was he's like, he's like, no, no, I would have said, no, you're lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The interviewer, he's like, no, no, you're making this up, dude. Uh, according to the court documents, there was no, quote, raid. A search warrant was executed. And more importantly, agents did not find 11 other kids. Buchanan was later convicted of molesting other children, but no other children were rescued at his residence during the search warrant. Says it right here in the document. That's crazy. Agents discovered a hidden camera in the master bedroom that was directed at the bed and connected to a VCR and television. Children's toys, including toy cars in a in the bathtub and in the defendant's bed, and receipts for children's toys and video games. Um, it doesn't really say that there were no other kids there in right here. How did this grandma let? I mean, he must have been very good at hiding it from the grandma for the grandma to let the kid go with them. Like, right. That's, that's a little, that's a little suspicious too. Um, just saying. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of confused by this last statement though, because it says no other children were rescued during the search warrant, but it doesn't say that in here. Uh, oh, agents also observed that the bedding, several items smashed, blah, 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 blah. Additionally, agents found birth certificates for Jose, his minor sister, and two other children in the Ford expedition registered. Hmm. So they found birth certificates. They didn't find. Huh. I don't know why they made that statement then. Uh, let's see. So that might be true. There might've been other kids there that, that didn't yeah. show that there wasn't other kids. Yeah. There. So that's kind of a weird statement. So nonetheless, there's just a lot of stuff that's filled in this story that is completely untrue per the court document. All right. Have you seen the film, Greg? I have not seen the film. No. Yeah. So I'm planning to watch it tonight and maybe at the beginning of the film, it says, you know, these events aren't as depicted. We've changed certain things up. That's one way to cover their ass, but that's if you change a few things, this is more than that. This is a complete rewrite, <laughs> right? It really is. It really is. You know? Yeah, dude. Um, the whole like dog tag thing uh, that there's no evidence of that happening. Um, so it's just like 
that the whole dog tag the necklace thing seems like it was made up it's like oh really like yeah. so he just gave you a, a dog tag and wanted you yeah. to go find his sister that had that uh so interestingly the filmmakers of the sound of freedom leave the dog tag story out of the movie because people wouldn't believe it <laughs> okay hmm. uh ballard later said that in a different interview <laughs> Um, like the whole story that you made up yeah so again it's a great message but it's all fab it's all fabricated and just it's just the wrong things it's too many wrong things with this right so that's that's the whole thing dude it's like they're they're kind of taking this story and they're exaggerating it to make money and when you yeah. when you see like um, at the end of the movie, there's Jim Caviezel kind of sitting down telling everybody, you know, like people aren't going to see this. It was up to you to like push this out there. So thanks to you. He's like, get people to watch this movie. This is the only way they're going to find out about this stuff. I'm like, well, Tim Ballard does have his own documentary. It's for free on YouTube. Everybody can go watch that. Why not say something like, hey, look into this. Here's the documentary. It shows like X, Y and Z that also kind of you know, explore different avenues if you really want to help. Um, I mean, to me, when you put money into these organizations that are kind of centralized, we don't know where the money goes. And that's my biggest concern is where's the money going for the profits of this movie? And even if, even if they tell us where the money goes, I don't believe them. Like Red Cross, Goodwill, you know, uh, many, many years ago, they put out a list of you know how much money they actually do donate to charities and stuff and it's it's nothing it's nothing so i mean yeah um if if anything it's woken people up um on i mean i think people on the left know that people are trafficked over the border like that's that shouldn't be new to people it really should be new to people but it needed to really get into detail about how you know this this is happening with people we've elected. This is happening to movie stars, like really rich people. And I feel by now, if nobody's been arrested, one person, like, you know, they keep giving us a double or single hit. We need a home run. No, we need a grand slam. We yeah. need one thing for well, us to even, feel. Even if stuff does happen, is it coordinated? Yeah. Are they working out deals? Yeah. Is this some sort of yeah. like, is this the plan? Is that everybody's on the same team and it's just a transfer of power that is known? And it's been known for ages because I think these people study astrology, they study the stars, and I think that they're going yeah. in alignment with that shit. Yeah, totally, totally. You know, so I don't know, dude. That's a topic for a completely different show. But yes, yeah, dude, flex. It's been freaking awesome having you, man. Is there any uh, yeah, man? Closing words. Where can people find you? I'm just looking at the time. How long have you been on here? Ninety minutes. Hell oh yeah, yeah, bro. I got another three hours in me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Uh, sorry, what did you say, Greg? Where can beforehand? people find you, dude? Uh, so FlexMarks, at FlexMarks on Instagram. That's the best place to find me or at FlexMarks on Facebook. I use that strictly for my uh, training. So I I put up posts all the time and videos. And at uh, FreakSquadTraining.com, that's where I have my online training um, where I'm just getting guys in their 30s that need to lose the last 15 pounds and put on some muscle and educate them like we did on the first half of this. I, oh, I yeah. don't talk conspiracy on those coaching calls. <laughs> <laughs> right on, dude. <laughs> no, I keep it strict to, oh, let's not think I'm crazy. They already think I'm crazy with the way I train people. So, yeah, oh, man. yeah. Thank Come you on. for having me. It was uh, awesome. Do another rep like you're running away from Hillary that's Clinton. It. That's it. You know I don't know how to count in those videos. There it's you like a couple more. I'm like, that's a little more than a couple. Come on. <laughs> right on, dude. Well, I had a blast. 
we'll have you back soon too. I mean, uh, yes. I hope to get like a rotary of everybody coming in and all that stuff. So yeah, it's just, it's just fun to, uh, talk Turkey brother. Hell yeah, dude. Rest. I appreciate it. it. Yeah. And then everybody yeah, I out I there, everybody out there now that this is a public show, if you like what we do, if you like the show, just, uh, leave a like, leave a comment, share the podcast with people, uh, share the truth. Like and subscribe to all that, that BS. So that's right. We're here to eliminate, stimulate, motivate, and defecate. Remember that. Uh, I'm changing like it. it all up. And the defecate? Okay. Defecate. Defecate all right. on your idea. Okay, everybody. Well, yeah, until next time, hope you enjoyed the show. Flex, sign R, sir.